We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 507. Well, Scott, are you dismayed like DJ LeMahieu is? Completely dismayed. It's appalled. I'm appalled. I'm dismayed. I'm, I'm annoyed. Give me give me all of them. Give me everything. That's what I am. And I don't all blame DJ. I do not blame him. Do you, do you believe the report? Um, yeah. Why not? I think it's I think it's coming from his agents. I've heard some stories behind the scenes that I've been talking to a bunch of agents and and people in the business over the past year and a half. Oh, you got sources. You got sources. I just I've just heard things about uh, some 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 DJ uh, business transactions that that surprised me. So I will say that. So this does not surprise me. Not that it should anybody, because if you're a human being and you're unsettled with the position you're at with your current employer or what should be your current employer, where you think you're valued and you're not 
you know, it's not being reciprocated. That's frustrating. That's frustrating, especially when you're, according to the reports, if you're dealing on good faith and he has not actually spoken to other organizations, to me, that's good faith. And if that's the case and they're dicking around, it's being taken advantage of. Yeah, from his perspective, he's probably feeling, I don't know what else I could have done on the field to help the team. I'm a MVP candidate for two years running and you're you're playing hardball with me and basically not budging. I mean, all the reports are that the Yankees and Cashman are not budging on their number for LeMahieu and, and he's not budging either. I guess neither of them need to budge right now because no one's getting signed. So what... What's the rush here? Because the as soon as it does, training might not even start on time. So what's the rush? Just just hold out as long as you can, and then at the last possible minute, it's not like the Yankees are going to take their offer off the table. Lemayhu knows that. That's bad business altogether. Bottom line, you the business of Maybe. Major League Baseball is not going away. The New York Yankees business is not going away. You have you. There's also a a tone to set as the New York Yankees with the with the people that you want in the building long term. And to me, this is just not that tone if this is well, your that's guy. Different. No, no, I'm talking about LeMahieu's perspective. I know, but... If you're LeMahieu, there's no reason to to come off your number. And maybe there's reason for the Yankees to come off their number for the point you just made. Like, don't piss off your best player, how about? Right. Maybe that's a good strategy. Don't anger your best player. Whether you want to say LeMahieu's the best player, Aaron Judge the best player, whoever Right now, is. DJ LeMahieu's the best player. It's really not that right. much of a question. So, so so don't don't anger your best and arguably most important position player for your team because even if he he comes back if he's pissed off that's not good and maybe Lemayhu's one of these guys that's just like oh once once Penn is on paper I yeah I don't expect me, that I just but... I play ball like who cares I f- and I also expect him what happens if there's a delineation between if, the team and the players also. Right. What happens if Lemayhu ends up signing with the Blue Jays or the Mets or the f- of the freaking Anaheim Angels or something. And it comes out that the Yankees didn't want to budge off their $80 million offer and he signs for $90 million. What are the rest of the guys in that clubhouse saying? Look, I know. that's It's a problem. Yeah, you guys have all the money in the world. Clearly, we are on the cusp. We were this close. We were so close to winning the World Series last year. We were only two series away. We were we were right there. Sign sign our guy. Sign the like the steady rock of the team because that's exactly what he is. And it's a, in a time where everybody else strikes out or hits a home run, you need that steady rock. And there's no one else in the clubhouse that can provide that stability on the team. In sight, there's just nobody there that can that can you know be this this uh, this similar type of person, this similar type of presence. So now, look, I could also see DJ Lemayhu being the guy that you disrespect. You, disres- you put disrespect to his name? You say anything or you don't treat him like he wants to be treated because he's putting it, uh, he's giving it to you? He's going to use that as fuel. And probably I could see him being very spiteful on the back end as well. He won't say it, but the machine gets mad and the machine will go to Toronto or Buffalo or wherever the hell they're playing or Tampa and they will, and and he will, he will rain fire hellish fury of fire on the New York Yankees every time we play him which is going to be 19 times. Spite is a great motivator. Perhaps the best motivator. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fueled by spite. I don't know about you. I know you're fueled by spite. I think sometimes it can be too much, and then you're like, I don't know who I, who I spite more. Is it that guy, this guy, this situation, that situation? But it is, especially when it's concentrated. If you have concentrated spite, that's yeah. powerful shit. 
it's powerful, especially it could be especially powerful in sports. Yes. So that's the chip the, on the, the shoulder, uh, the old, uh, the old cliche, but it's even deeper than that. The article I read on the, the dismayed, which I just find is a great word. It is a great word. TJ LeMay, he was dismayed at the Yankees. Yeah. They, it uh, sounds like a, engaged. it sounds like a medieval, like they're going to have a, there's going to be a duel or the, it sounds, it sounds like an old term. So there was a really good comp in here that we failed, and I think a lot of people failed to understand. So the the line reads, teams that have engaged with LeMahieu Camp say he expects more than Josh Donaldson's four-year $92 million with the Twins last season. Yeah. Why wouldn't he expect more than that? He's younger than Josh Donaldson. He's a better hitter than Josh Donaldson over the past two years. Why wouldn't he expect more than Josh Donaldson's four-year $92 million? Josh Donaldson, a couple of years ago, literally could not throw a ball, too. I mean, the guy has has some pretty severe injuries in his past, so there's there's certainly more of a risk there as well. Um, Josh Donaldson's also the guy that's been touting launch angle for a long time on MLB Network doing you know tutorials. I mean, and they're, stuff. Different, they're, they're different, different players. They're different players. I mean, maybe you value Josh Donaldson's uh, way production of, of playing his production. Maybe you value that more, but but I, I understand that comp. And then they also put in JD Martinez's five year, hundred and ten million dollars with the Red Sox. That was what four years ago, three years ago, three off seasons ago that they signed that deal. And he's a pure DH. And when he was performing well, I mean, he's he's a better hitter than Lemayhu when he's performing at his peak. So I, I, I kind of put the the J.D. Martinez one to the side. He also came but off of a could, ridiculous season and has just not been able to replicate that either. So he came off of a a ridiculous season with um, Arizona when when he was... Well, no, but he... No, 2018 with the Red Sox, the year they won the championship, he hit like yeah, 330 yeah. with like 40 home runs. He was... You're right. That was the last year. It was the it was the first Red Sox year, right? It was... But the... Was that his first year with the team? 18 and then 19, he was still good, but less But not the same then This past year, he was awful. (laughs) But whatever. But what I'm saying is I kind of put that aside. I think Donaldson's four-year $92 million deal, that if LeMahieu's not getting at least that, I understand that. Yeah, it is a good comp. Yes, because, well, also you're looking at um, uh, position-wise too. Yeah, exactly. So you have a third baseman. uh, DJ can play wherever you put him. Um, Yeah, no, it makes sense. DJ LeMahieu is a uh, is an MVP candidate, and if he's seeing a guy like Do- Josh Donaldson, it's a good comp. It is. Yeah. So I I don't know when this is going to budge. I think it's going to bleed into. And he got paid February. by the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> yeah, the, the, a team that doesn't pay anybody. So so the, the, this is going to bleed into February, whether spring training starts on time or not. Uh, I don't expect LeMahieu to be signed when the Yankees. I think the Yankees are supposed to report on February. 14th or February 13th, like his pitchers and catchers or something like that. I don't think Lemahieu's going to be signed by that. Oh man, that's a problem. I I really hope that's not the case because to me that's just walking in with uh, even more uncertain uncertainty with your with your team, with the season, with all of these things. When when literally, just like I said before, like this guy is that steady rock that's on your team. You need to have that in place. That is such a key. I know. Co- Look, I, do you I, have faith in, I do, do you expect, that I do expect it to get be done. done soon. I do expect it to Why? be done there because of the market. I think the market's going to start dictating, you know, these signings sooner than later. Guys, well, there's been trades, trades, Blake Snell was traded. But all it takes uh, is one more Lindor. cog on the infield. Like if, if let's just say DJ, uh, not DJ, LeMay, let's say Didi Gregorius starts getting into uh hot and heavy talks with, uh, with a couple teams. Now, now you're looking at around like, okay, what are my backup options to to Lemayhu? What are what is the market going to be giving me as an available piece that I can plug in here? 
because Tyler Wade ain't cutting it. Like Tyler Wade's not a guy that I can rely on playing Stop. any kind of position no, there. No, there's the, no Tyler Wade. I'm just saying what's on our roster right now. What's on our roster right now? The pipe dream was maybe Cashman was working a deal for Lindor. But that's right? that's done. That's done. That, no, that's it's my done. point. The and market talk, is dictating so, now, and it's becoming much smaller. And when I look so, around and I see Didi Gregorius over there, if he signs somewhere, or there's there's you know good talks of him going going somewhere uh, on on a deal, then this market is going to squeeze, and you're going to have to sign somebody. There's also Tommy Listella, who I don't think is signed, right? Last I looked, he was still a free on the free agent list for yeah. Oakland, right? He, he's kind of like diet DJ LeMahieu. He he can play multiple positions. He doesn't strike out a lot. He's not been as productive, but he's a solid player. I kind of put him in my GM plans as a backup to LeMahieu if you don't get LeMahieu. But uh, you might be wondering how come we're not talking about the the Mets trade for Lindor and Carrasco. We, we will touch on it briefly. We talked about it in our live show, which came out last Friday. It, we we did a live show on FanCred. We had a, like four or five callers call into the show. It was a ton of fun. Uh, we talked about the the Mets trade. We talked about the Garrett Cole illegal substances stuff. And people called and bitched about the fact that LeMahieu has not signed yet. Go listen to that if you have not done so already. Um, we'll talk a bit more about those topics in, in a minute here. But there will be more live shows to come. It's something that you and I enjoyed a lot. And we want to get the, the idea of having... People, listeners of the show, be a part of the show, and not just the uh, not just the the mailbags and that stuff, but actually calling in with a take or a story or a funny joke or whatever it is. That's something I would love to have grown for this podcast. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it it goes it goes to the core of what we do here and what we've always wanted to do with Bronx Pinstripes and this particular in this show in particular is, is um you know have as much involvement with Yankees fans as possible. That's why we started doing the events. That's why we started doing all these things. Obviously, we don't have the events. I feel like both of us are jonesing to uh to to you know really just bring bring the community in some way uh whether it's Yankee Stadium or not or you know, bring them live on the show. That was why we did the mailbag in the beginning. Um, yeah, we're going to do it more often. It was fun. We had a bunch of people on there. We did it through the Facebook group. It was kind of an experiment. Uh, we did it. Yeah, there was no notice. We kind of just threw it up. And yeah, we it did was it. great that that people joined. Yeah. So next time we have, we will plan a date. We will let you guys know. We will have more runway to it so so you can call in. Maybe we won't do it at two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> yeah, on <it> was, Friday. <laughs> Although everybody's <laughs> at home. And, we and had one guy toasted by we had one guy in the comments say he, he was uh currently teaching a, a class right now. It's probably a Zoom class. I think he was like a fifth grade teacher. Yeah. And he was just watching the show. So definitely appreciate that. Maybe his students didn't. But uh, the 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 Lindor going to the Mets thing kind of ended any pipe dream of the Yankees have, as Ninja Cashman swooping in for Lindor and then that, that making LeMahieu, in a sense, obsolete on this team. That's out the window now. So you can't talk about that anymore. So people are like, okay, that Lindor trap trade happened nine days ago. What are we waiting for here on LeMahieu? Again, that market's squeezing. I'm dying over here. I just got coffee stuck in my throat, which I didn't know was possible. Um, that, that, <laughs> it's a liquid. It goes down. <laughs> that, is a, that is part of the squeeze that I think is going to be... you know. And after that, we started hearing about the dismay. We started hearing about all of these things because... Yeah, that's a actually interesting timing, right? Well, it's not interesting. That's the thing. That's 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 part of this market squeeze. It's all these everything here is cyclical. It's they're they're working off of each other here. When when a guy is taken off of the bar, the board now, okay, hey, my guy's still here. Demand is even higher now for this guy. 
Uh, and there's going to be more suitors involved. Anybody who needs a second baseman slash third baseman slash first baseman slash DH, you got this guy right here. So we're going to start uh, going on a road show and talking it. And, and they are trying to build pressure. I get it. It makes sense. Um, not that they have to, because everything is very quantifiable with him. We all know what he is. He's one of the best players in baseball. So, And I would argue that the Yankees need him more than any team needs him. And the Yankees need him more than any player on the Yankees. So he is is the most valuable player right now in baseball to the New York Yankees. <laughs> the uh, the Mets trade, though, for Lindor and Carrasco, I think is a great move for them. Hell yeah, it is. It really is. As long as and The fact that they got Carrasco, who is a really solid mid-rotation arm, for a reasonable amount of money. With, with upside, I, I'd say he's got two upside for sure. Sure. Two, 27 million guaranteed over the next two years and a club option for 11 million. He would get more than that on the free agent market right now. I'm not going to lie. You take you take Lindor out of this deal and it's actually not even that bad for just Carrasco. It's, it's, it's a crazy. little bit of an overpay, but it's really not that But then you awful. get a year of Lindor, a top, a top three shortstop in the game. And if you look at Lindor over the past, so from seasons 2016 to 2019, he posted five plus war in each season. There are only players, the only players who have done that in in that span, in addition to Lindor, are Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, uh, Arenado, and Jose Ramirez. So he's in that camp. Yeah. So it- we're talking about how his down year in 2020 might, might scare teams off of the trade market or like, what is Lindor really? I still think he's a top player in the game. Yeah, I mean, again, I throw out 2020 for the majority of players. If you had a, if you have consistency and you've shown, you know, on on uh, you've you put the tape down, you know, in the years previous of who you are. As long as you're not coming off of a huge injury or you haven't hit that magic age where you start falling apart, I'm throwing 2020 out. It was just too too odd of a of a sample size to really look at and and take anything from, especially with a guy like Lindor who is a proven superstar. So yeah, I think that the Mets, to be honest, got a steal here. And especially if they lock him up, which I got to believe right. is in the cards I think here. Cohen's going to do that. Yeah. And we'll find out, right? We'll find out if the Mets are still the Mets or if the Steve Cohen era has changed things there. Because if this was the Wilpons ownership and they made this deal, immediately Carrasco would need Tommy John surgery <laughs> and, and Francisco Lindor would twist an ankle in spring training on day one and he wouldn't play and this whole thing would be botched. But now maybe Steve Cohen, there's no longer the stink of the Wilpons on the Mets. Maybe this is going to work out great for them. Time will tell on that. I feel like for the Wilpon era, what would happen is, is Lindor would come in for his, or no, 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 one of the guys that was traded to Cleveland would go over there for his physical, fail the physical, the trade <laughs> would get completely nixed. And then uh, the guys that came back would be dismayed and potentially injured. And now the the pipe dream of having Lindor for these shitty prospects that you know one of them uh, one of the guys was what seventh in the uh, in the rookie of the year ballot. These prospects were not not super super great, and it's so obvious what the Indians are doing. They're shedding salary. There's like Spotrack has them at twenty two point nine five. Yeah, we already didn't did we talk about that? Isn't it Spotrack? Yeah, Spot Spotrack. $22.9 committed in guaranteed salary for next year, which is an embarrassment for a Major League Baseball franchise. If you're the New York Yankees, you have to be talking to them, right? You have to be calling to see what else is on the fire sale. You have to be. If, if yeah. I mean, I know Jose Ramirez is still a a uh, a good contract. I mean, he's uniform. on that list of five-plus four guys, and he makes like $10 million a year. I'm just saying, you got to have a conversation about him because if you can get uh, a guy like that you know, for with with the type for of Luke Voigt? for somebody Here's for Luke whatever Voigt. it is, you should be having those conversations. 
yeah, here's Luke Voigt and a prospect. Uh, Luke Voigt will give you production, and he costs $1 million a year, and we'll take Jose Ramirez. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't know what the hell the Indians are doing. They're probably still going to compete for a playoff spot because guess what? 55% of the league makes the playoffs, and they still have a good pitching staff. But it, it, it's, it's kind of... It sucks that their teams... It sucks that baseball, the, the way it's set up, allows for teams, good teams, to just completely shed salary. I'm going to ask you a dumb question. A little, mm. uh, just going back to the other things, I, I suddenly popped in my head. There are no dumb questions, but, you know, we'll see. Okay. I'll tell you in 30 So seconds. if you called Cleveland and they said, okay, Jose Ramirez, Shane Bieber, <laughs> but you got to give up uh, uh, Dominguez. Done. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. I, I think the Yankees have him at such a high... He's probably oh, going to be yeah. the number one prospect in baseball coming up. He's here. 16 years old. Can he even be traded legally? Like, I feel like there's a, there's a gray area there. But but assuming he can be legally prospect traded, trafficking? yes. Yes. Yes, you trade him for the Cy Young winner. I mean, the Cy Young winner who, who manhandled Detroit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I bet a lot of people would not do that deal. I mean, it would be more involved. There well, would, a lot of people are stupid. There would be more prospects involved. There would be uh, probably some major league talent involved as well. It would be a massive haul, including him. But I could well, see them doing that. See, I could see them doing something. I like don't that. see the Indians doing that, though, because Shane Bieber was the best pitcher in baseball last year. The Indians are not trying to money. win. We actually keep saying the, the Indians. Oh, yeah, the Cleveland team. I f- keep forgetting the Cleveland about baseball team. They, did you, I, I don't know if we talked about the the odds of the next name, but like five hundred to one was the Cleveland Steamers. So can we call them the Steamers until they actually? I'm good have with that. The Cleveland Steamers, and if they, it would be. Uh, I would want to get out of town if I was named the Steamers. So there's a there's probably a coup happening as well within the uh, Cleveland organization. There is nobody in the Yankees minor league system that I would not give up for Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez. So you you build they're, they're, a package like around that. Package you don't think together, Cleveland you, does that because they're not trying to win right now. They're clearly trying to shed salary and and prospect load as much as they possibly can. Maybe if the, you the Browns said, the Browns are going to satisfy that fan base now for the next ten years. They want a playoff game. Those guys are true. happy. They don't give a shit what happens with the baseball team. Um, I would say it would take your top three organizational prospects. So Dominguez, Clark Schmidt, Debbie Garcia. And I would do that as the Yankees. Shane Bieber and uh, yes. Jose Ramirez. Top three prospects. Yep. Here you go. Bye. You now have a one-two punch in Garrett Cole and um, Shane Bieber. You have a better upgrade at first base. You're going to win multiple World Series over the next Not to years. mention uh, a guy like Jose Ramirez plugs into this lineup way, way better. Like he fits this lineup nicely. Yeah. So I would uh, absolutely do that. And I, 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 there's, there needs to be. Do you think more that's a ridiculous? Of, do you think that's a ridiculous thing to, to bring up though? The, because I, this is kind of video game trades I, that we're talking I mean, about. Maybe, I don't, but, but, but they are prospects. I, I see both right sides. And I know. I see both sides having reasons for not doing that. The Yankees don't want to completely empty their farm system because that's just not the organizational philosophy that Brian Cashman in the department has at this point. And as the, if you're the, the steamers, you're not going to trade the Cy Young winner who doesn't make any money. I think of double decker every time you say that. I, I don't know why. <laughs> so it's so, so, so the, 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 who's the, the, the Cleveland steamers owner. Isn't it one of the turnoffs? I don't know. Anyway, 
you can now compete for a playoff spot at like 83 wins. And your team is still good enough for 83 wins next year. So you're going to make money, especially because you are paying $24 million in salary. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm looking at next year and I'm wondering how many of these owners and GMs are saying, okay, we don't need to get butts in seats. We don't. We don't need to get butts in seats. We don't need to get people in the building. So the product on the field could be different. All of these, the um, the regional sports deals are already done. Doesn't really matter if your team's no, But good. they still want butts in seats because that was the whole big thing last year. It's like, well, we're going to lose out on all this. The gate revenue, the, the but, concessions but point, revenue. Though, is, are the butts in seats going to be the same equivalent to to a, a standard year butts in seats? Or, or can you now diminish your product and then not lose much at the gate because who knows what that's going to look like? No, but TV, but, but, uh, TV money still would change. Like, say the say the steamers have a they're in the playoffs uh, contention in September. Don't rating. I mean, doesn't the TV deals? I think once you get past ratings in playoffs have have implications. But regular season regional sports deals are are done. They're, right, they're, they're done. So like they're, you're they're buying, negotiated. You know, maybe as an maybe advertiser, a, you've bought September long in advance. It doesn't matter if the team is in contention or out of contention. You're paying the same rate. Right, but it's also the regional sports pack. Speeds the regional sports network, who is, uh, who is facilitating that the deal no, with the regional sports network and the major league team, you know, is is in place. So there, there are, you know, I, I think there are some peripheral things that are that are going on here with, uh, you know, with with putting a diminished team on the. But if you could bump it a year and just be like, okay, well, these prospects in twenty twenty two. You know, might be exciting, and and that's when we'll get be able to get a full house of of people in the seats. I I don't know. Yeah. Look, I'm th- I'm going over scenarios of of like an owner and a GM, and like what's what's different, and and how has the market changed, and what what um, you know, environmental changes are going into decisions because there's that's happening. Collective bargaining agreements coming up. There's a lot of things happening behind the scenes right now that I think that we're not all aware of that are going into these decisions and delaying things or making, you know, making uh, a tipping point for a team like Cleveland. Like, eh, we need to shed salary. We're not going to be good. So what are we doing? Do we need to be yeah, a meddling punt. team or do we need to dump it and and reset? Yeah, punt it down until after the new CBA. And it's like, like yeah, like, like you know. said, when you go through that that spreadsheet that you had. It's the teams that are in the middle are the ones that actually don't. You just being in the middle is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. So pick a side, and and clearly that side is not up right now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, that would be wild though if that if that happened. I I just don't see them trading. I don't see them trading more people away because I think then it, you really get into the, l- trading Lindor on paper makes sense. He's going to be a free agent. They knew that was coming. We all knew that was coming. Carrasco was a bit of a surprise, but then if you trade someone who doesn't make any money who is at the top of his game in Shane Bieber right now, because Jason you, Dominguez is how one do you, of these cult following guys. How do you talk to that? Because Jason Dominguez is one of these like freak guys coming up that looks like a freak, hits like a freak, and I know he's a prospect still, and there's a, a, a huge, huge, huge gap in when he becomes productive player on the major league level. If he becomes a productive player on the major league level, a lot of things have to happen, especially in baseball. It's not a dunk like like in, no pun intended, basketball or even football. There's a lot more of certainty, I think, in both of those sports. But that's a, that is something for an organization, a fan base, to look at like, oh, damn, like this kid 
might be the next Trout, might be the next, you know, Mookie Betts type player. And we're not going to win anyway. Might as well set up for the future. That could fire up a fan base. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it would fire me up if, if the Yankees got Shane Bieber. That's for sure. Garrett Cole and illegal substances. His name was headlined in in this article. These articles. The Brian Hawkins, the the dismayed clubhouse attendee who was fired from the Angels, who was Bubba. making illegal concoctions of of pine tar and urine and mud and who else? Who knows Bubba. what else yeah, is yeah, in those he, concoctions? He's cooking it in his in his radiator out in the backyard. It's in a pit. So. Cole was one of the big pitchers named, so was Verlander, so was Kluber, so was uh, a ton of other pitchers. He's apparently been doing this for both sides, visitors and home team, for years. My question is not, my question is this, how can MLB legalize something for pitchers where it's not, where it's everyone's satisfied? Because you said on the live stream the other day, why not just legalize a sticky substance for pitchers and then we don't have to deal with this? And my counter th- to that is because then they're just going to come up with a new concoction that isn't on the on the approved substance list. And then where when do you stop it? Like at what point can the guy can the guy take a package of Elmer's glue out to the mound and just dump it all over the mound? Like when do we draw the line? But but that's not a good reason. <laughs> because that's you could say the same thing about steroids. Why ban steroids? They're just going to come up with the next strain and and figure out. You know, I'm not talking ban. Why approve? Right, but that's that that is my point. Like there are approved substances. There you can go out and take creatine. You can take like certain things that are on the approved list. There is an approved list for uh for for substances to to you know enhance your there's, ability. There's a rosin. There's rosin bag. Okay. There's a rosin bag, but there's also the ability to say that a rosin bag when it's cold out doesn't really do much. It actually makes things more slippery. Is what they is what no, they I say. know. That's why they allow when it's cold out for you to blow on your hand and lick your fingers. Okay, that's not the most effective thing either, though. That's that's the point. Like here, here's the thing: the substances approved substances list for for the you know not the or the banned list for steroids, whichever you, way you want to look at it, changes. Does it not? It's a it's a fluid rolling list. Like things change, technology right. changes, changing? chemistry changes, things change. Right, because they're constantly trying to find the next thing. Right, and that's exactly what will happen with pitchers. So you can still have an approved list that changes. Also, there can be a uh, a mixture of approved substances that is specifically made for MLB pitchers that is approved, and 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 put that on that list. I'm just saying, look, it's something that they should th- is a potential think for them to think about because if this is a They're doing it anyway. If this exactly pitchers are using stuff anyway. Trevor Bauer said 70% of pitchers, which seems low to me actually, use some sort of illegal, quote unquote, illegal substance. The word illegal gets people freaked out, right? Because you think illegal substances, you're like, oh my God, they're taking horse steroids like Barry Bonds and his head's going to be 19 sizes larger. and He's going to hit 75 home good, runs in a but season. But that's a pretty good comp in the, in the sense that that um, you look at uh, Andro. Andro was in Mark McGuire's locker behind him while giving you can buy post-game, that over the counter at GNC. Right, while giving post-game interviews. But then it got banned. So why not have a list that's approved of things that you can use to increase the tackiness on your hands in a in a in a day that you know you're going to lose control or potentially lose control because the offense what is that substance the offense I don't know I'm not a chemist I'm a doctor not is a it going to be Bubba's concoction is, is maybe Bubba's, maybe he's going to make millions of dollars Bubba, by packaging this say. as Bubba's mix I don't know maybe MLB is going to hire Bubba's him bullfrog. as the chemist as the backyard chemist 
to bring his radiator into the lab and figure out what that concoction. I don't know what that answer is. I'm just saying, Clay why not have an approved substance? Remember how Clay Buckholz, like he would be 40 degrees out and yeah. it looked like he took a shower because his hair was so Greasy. Like, wet and matted down with sunscreen. I, I, I don't know what was in it. Sunscreen? Yeah. So that, there's that, there's those instances where it's like, well, we know he's doing something because he's constantly touching his hair. There's the UC Kikuchi. Remember when he had the pine tar <laughs> under his hat and it, and it was so obvious and he kept touching his hat. And then there's freaking Michael Pineda who just took a paint like a paintbrush and lathered it on his neck. <laughs> Just a glob. <laughs> glob. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's my point. There, there are so many unwritten rules about this in baseball already that exist. And so where's the line is my question. So where's the line? Create one. The baseball can never come up with the correct line because just when you think they found, just when you think, okay, we're going to have replay room, and here's the line, guys. Don't go into the replay room and use it for live at-bats. Guess what? The Astros are going to go slamming trash cans. But that's not MLB's, this is not MLB's fault for, this is for the all line. MLB's fault. No? This is all MLB's problem, not fault. It's their problem. It's MLB's and problem. And it will never not be a problem because people will always try to get an advantage. Always, always, always. From the old stories of Ty Cobb having guys on the building behind the stadium with a freaking telescope trying to pick up signs, there will always be people that are trying to take to get an advantage and to get that extra little edge. That will always happen. So whether it's steroids or substances on your hands or banging trash cans and 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 cameras and lights and sounds, whatever it is, there's going to be people trying to get an advantage. That doesn't mean that you can't try to look at what's happening and adapt and and you know move into that that next ground of okay it's happening everybody wants this to happen because player safety is paramount and the guys with the bats are also telling you they're fine with it create something create something isn't it isn't it the same isn't it like a similar uh storyline or narrative to like legalizing marijuana like they're going to do it anyway just legalize it and and try to control it as much as you possibly can because it's already it's they're just gonna do it anyway. Yeah, you see the Joe Rogan bit where he talks about like the legal edibles and say he's just just eat the leg of the gummy bear. That's all you can handle. Yeah, it's I haven't seen that, the, but the, the real stuff is so powerful. My brother so lives in real, Colorado. The real Bubba finally, stuff is gonna be so powerful. My brother lives yeah. in Colorado and he finally grew some nuts and uh, and, and and brought me some. <laughs> nice. He flew it. Yeah. He flew it yeah, home. Yeah, he's he's going to be on the on the lists now. But yeah, I can only. You, I wish I, mean, I wish it was someone videotaped. you were up in Massachusetts. What's that? You could have bought someone you were in Massachusetts. A couple yeah, I totally ago. forgot about that. But I wish I could have video of him going through security, knowing that that was in his bag. I really wish I could have that tape because it would be hilarious. So you see this chart of Garrett Cole's average spin rate by season? Yeah, it's interesting. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because we know his early days in Pittsburgh, 15, or not early days, but in 15, 16, and 17, his spin rate was down. He was in Pittsburgh. He goes to Houston in 2018, and his fastball and break, excuse me, fastball and, yeah, breaking ball. So they have fastballs, breaking ball, and off speed. I believe breaking ball's curveball. Off speed is changeup, correct? And then, I mean, where's the slider in there? So maybe breaking ball is slider and off speed is all yeah. other non-fastball slider pitches? I think so, because I think off speed can be still a, a pitch with velocity that... Um, you mean breaking can still be velocity? 
breaking um, yeah i'm i'm uh, uh mixing up the words breaking could still be velocity off speed is a curveball a change up because curveball is not thrown with velocity uh but a curveball breaks change up is not can i don't fucking know sorry is uh so can it, so i think it's this way i think in i think a off speed pitch can also be a breaking ball but a breaking ball no 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 a break <laughs> just look at the spin rate i think that tells us what it is more more than anything <laughs> Yeah, the harder pitches have higher spin yes. rate, especially in 2019. They peak. So off speed to me would be a change up and a curveball, whereas breaking is like a slider or a cutter or something yeah. like that. According to this but chart, the way it looks, yeah. Interestingly, in 2020, his spin rate came down a bit, still higher than it was in 2018 with the Astros, but came down from 2019 when he was with the Astros. That could be small sample size. That could be a number of different things. I mean, in the text messages, he's talking about these cold weather games in April. Those never happened. But he was never never able to get to Bubba because the Yankees never played the Angels this year. So Bubba and Garrett, they never got together. Was Bubba not on the East Coast at the same time? Or like, could they do like a hey, let's meet on the Turnpike? Bubba's an Anaheim guy. I guess that is Garrett Coles. He's Orange County. Where did he grow up? He grew up in like Southern California, yeah. right? So he's there on the offseason. So he already he, he and Bubba hooked he got up. A, yeah, earlier. Imagine what he was flying with. What Garrett Cole was flying with. <laughs> Bubba substances. Wow. Yeah. So I'd like to see I the video tape on that. You know, Garrett Cole would be nervous. Part of me gets angry about these reports because I, I think it's a I think it's a non scandal this is not a scandal but it's also a problem that mlb has it's yet another problem i think it goes into the fact that there's probably also though something something more happening in houston this this goes back to my 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 thoughts if you want to call them conspiracy theories i don't even think they're really that much of a conspiracy theory i just think that when you see an organization that is looking for advantages and they are uh, resorting to banging trash cans and getting away with it they're probably going to look at other opportunities as well and i think that this is probably one of those areas trevor bauer had been alluding to it for in for for a long time with substances uh and houston you know we, we've we've said and we've read articles and different post-game reports that, that have alluded to certain things like this I would not be surprised if they had somebody on staff that was like experimenting with additional chemicals and being able to figure out a way to do this. Because when you see the other guys that have also come over to yeah. to Houston and and the increase in spin rate, and it's drastically higher than any other organization, something is just different. It's not the way that something doesn't smell something, right. Something, something is doesn't different. pass the and, smell test. And when test. you're, you know, when when Pittsburgh and their pitching coaches were. They, they were they were looked at as as game changers over there. Like they, these guys were highly, no, but with highly Cole ta- specifically within the commu- baseball community of being, uh, you know, above the curve, uh, pitching coaches in in Pittsburgh. And when you come from Pittsburgh and you're coming to Houston, and and now all of a sudden these these uh, you know revelations in spin rate are happening. I don't know. Something, something's fishy. The major change from Pittsburgh Garrett Cole to, to Houston Garrett Cole was he stopped throwing a sinker. So Pittsburgh said two seamers, two seamers, two seamers. And then he got to Houston and they're like, no, no, throw your hard four seamer and throw your curveball. And those pitches naturally have more spin rate than a sinker. To be fair, the other thing that happened in Houston is analytics. They embraced analytics like no other team did. So you're going to see a jump in a way that they've attacked if they were, if you're right. And you go that hard into a, a different, a, a different um, strategy than other teams, and you're right. 
then you're going to see those those spikes, right? You're going to see drastic differences from other clubs. And they certainly, when you look at the amount of, uh, you know, cameras that they had in their in their organization and, and installed in their facilities for whether, you know, they're, they're recording signs or they're, they're actually using it for development purposes, you're going to see some drastic differences if you're right. So there are other, other factors that go into play. And Garrett Cole remade himself physically. I mean, you look at the pictures of him in Pittsburgh and him in Cleveland, he's a different physique. Like the guy is in much better shape. He, he definitely changed himself and uh, and tweaked the, the workout regimen too. So there are other things that go into play. There are no doubt. There's no doubt. But there, the spin rate increase across the, the other guys as well is to me, uh, you know, just a little bit of a flag. And when there's cheating along with those flags, my flag gets raised higher. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a project that I'm working on here at Blue Wire called Blue Wire Hustle. It's a a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Or if you just want to host a podcast and you don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place to do that. As part of the program, you'll receive uh, personal cover art. We got Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to community discord, and also an e-learning course that's full of tips and tricks and lots of things that we used actually to grow Bronx Pinstripes as well. On top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple and Spotify and Google and Stitcher and Amazon and all the other listening platforms that now exist and the best part is you only get this for 15 bucks a month. It's the same exact rate, really, if not cheaper, than most hosting sites would charge you just for an initial setup and a monthly fee. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to level up your sports experience. Get that audio tight. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more information, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. 
Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash Bronx21. One of the guys that has been outspoken about the the spin rate increases that some of the Houston pitchers have had is Bauer, and he did a video he posted on his uh, his YouTube channel talking about his process and signing as a free agent, what he wants out of his next team. So we'll run through a couple of these quickly and just think about them in the context of the Yankees. If the Yankees would be agree would be in agreement with Bauer and sign him under these sorts of circumstances, he said geography is not important to him, so it doesn't matter where. Uh, He signs, fine. He wants to be happy. That's very vague. What's going to make him happy? Well, he talks about that. He wants to be allowed to train how he sees fit. And this is the first red flag I think will come up with the Yankees because I don't think the Yankees want to just have their players go out and train. They think they have the best method, even though they may not. And they want to control how their players are training. Uh, yeah, but but I think if it's uh, if it's something that's you know out front and you're saying hey this is this is how I want to do it I think it's a good approach for Bauer honestly I don't think that's crazy he's just looking for a team to be open minded and adaptable to the way that that he sees fit and honestly the way that the Yankees have have shifted it's probably for in, within the same realm of of uh, of their philosophy at this point maybe Bauer can talk to some of the more injury-prone Yankees and say, hey, maybe do this instead and you won't miss 40% of the games. Maybe Bauer could be our best athletic trainer on staff. He wants to be allowed to continue with Momentum, the media company that he has. And this is another thing that I think might be a red flag for the Yankees. I don't know if they want him being as involved in season as he will want to be. Okay. Look, the arrogance in the way that he does all this stuff is 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 one thing. You know, you may not he may not be your cup of tea the way that the way that he goes about things. But I appreciate the fact that he's laying this all out there and just saying, okay, this is what I am, this is what I'm going to do, this is what totally. I what I plan to do. Take it, take it, you you get me on the mound, you get all of me, you get everything. But I'm gonna tell you what that is. There's nothing to hide here. So well, this is eyes wide open for every team. Yep, that, right. But uh, so, so that's something I think as the Yankees are talking internally, if they are still considering Bauer, which I don't think they are, that will be certainly an issue. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Duh, fine. Yankees are not rebuilding. He wants a team that will seriously consider allowing him to pitch every fourth day. There's no way the Yankees would ever allow to this. This is where you lose me. <laughs> there, this is this is uh, this is something that will that will affect the entire team if he's coming in saying, I want to pitch every fourth day. This this affects the rest of the the way that the pitching is laid out. This affects, uh, you know, a lot of different philosophies on health. Yeah. It, this really yep. comes into question too many, too many things that are deeper than just Trevor Bauer that for that I don't think he can he can really lean on. Maybe he's just putting this out there to float it. 
but I don't I don't see this as a, a, a real possibility unless you're going to one of those teams that's potentially a rebuild that that has a little bit more room to give you. If you're coming to a contender, one, there's things in place. There are people in place. You're not going to come in and demand every fourth day. That can't so happen. let's say this, let's say he could actually pitch every fourth day and remain healthy and still be at his his level of performance. He then becomes like a 45 to $50 million a year pitcher because that's an extra 10 starts a season. So is that so a part of his So if you just reasoning? average it out, maybe, if you just average it out per start, like, oh, we're paying Garrett Cole X amount of dollars. We we're going to pay him X amount of dollars per start anyway. Well, now he's going to make 10 extra starts. So he has to make more money. I don't know that's why he's doing it because he said all obvious talked about money as well and he he wants to be paid fairly and what his market value is. I'm just talking about from a pure value standpoint. If Trevor Bauer could make 40 starts or 41 starts in a year, which is what it would average out to pitching every fourth day, he then becomes a $45 million a year pitcher. I think that's what he's doing here. That's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to increase his his war. He's trying to increase his uh, his production on the field by adding repetition or by adding uh, volume as well. Here's the thing: you you can have all the data in the world and how your body is at its peak. What that data to me doesn't tell you is how it's going to age and how it's going to happen after after you're pitching for every fourth day for you know whatever the set amount of time is. That data is incomplete. That data will not be complete until it actually happens, until you're actually throwing real wet reps, not dr- not not dry, not not dry humps, wet humps. Uh, so there's 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 are there dry pitches? Sure. There's we've talked about this, you know, your B whips and then your your actual Those are okay, B whips are like moist. But your actual uh intense game day pitching is different than a bullpen session no so you're yeah. you're trying to replicate this and you can't do it until it's complete so i'm walking in with this data i'm like okay your data's horseshit because i don't know how you're gonna react after you're actually doing this at full intensity and you want me to pay you based on those innings based on the fact that you're going to be pitching every fourth day there's a there's a disconnect there because you have not actually put that on tape so he's positioning he's trying to position himself to a guy that can throw more innings, get more um, production, because this is what he's saying he can do. That's not saying that his body will will cooperate. Yeah, I think no. This team is a reach, do that because, big reach on Trevor Bowers, and I think he's overstepping right here. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see any team agreeing to that. Maybe he gets a couple of opportunities to pitch on four days rest if there's rain or if there's off days. Allow it for whatever it is. Certainly in the playoffs, if you need him to, but. The the um the there there's a good there's a, a two sides to this him being very honest with what he wants in his next team. Now, if he doesn't get some of this stuff, it's obvious and it's going to be talked about. If he signs with a team and he doesn't get to do his momentum thing every day, then that's a point of discussion. Sure, but I don't. I think there are some uh, some things in here that are that are uh, deal breakers, and I have a feeling that's one of them. I have a feeling this fourth day thing is 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 more just a okay. Let me let me push let me push the edge a little bit more. Let me push my limits. It's just him just like nudging even further to see how far he can get. It's the kid. It's the three year old. It's Kemp 
trying to test his boundaries by looking me straight in the eye after I tell him not to do something and then throwing that thing in my face. That's what that is. It's, let, let me just test. So my Trevor Bauer has Trevor Bauer is a three year old. Yeah, is what you're saying essentially that's he's testing his boundaries more than anybody else has. So he's going to continue to push until people say no, until he he feels pushback, and then he will readjust. I think this is one of those things. He can't tell a team what he his body will be like after pitching four days every fourth day all season long, and then uh, now you're on a contender and you're pitching in September and October in very very meaningful games. What does that mean? What is your body like now? Show me the data there. You can't do it because it hasn't it doesn't exist yet. Do you think Trevor Bauer is getting worried because last offseason the two top pitchers on the market were signed by early December? No, I don't think he's getting worried because I think you you look at some of the deals even they came late, they still got paid. People got people got paid. No, but last year was uh, an last anomaly. Off last season, year was Strasburg and Cole signed in in early to mid December. Like the Cole signing was like December tenth, wasn't it? Yeah, but even go back to a couple of years ago when Darvish signed. I mean, Darvish still got a pretty goddamn big deal late. The Cubs, but paid. Bauer wants more than I think. Bauer's going to be looking at two hundred million dollars. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about exact dollar to dollar comps. I'm talking about the these guys getting what they wanted or getting paid very very well still. Towards the towards the end of free agency and you know in the in the beginning of when when people are reporting like it it hasn't shown that they're getting they're taking less. I mean even even sign Trevor Bauer for fifty year fifty million dollars let him pitch every fourth day let him throw his arm out and then move on from him after one year one year contract fifty million dollars I guess but the risk there is that this four year th- or four day thing is going to end in a disaster midway through the season and now you're paying fifty million dollars for a guy that was an asshole and only pitched half a season. <laughs> oh, he, you said <laughs> it. I mean, he is. It. There's no doubt he is. That, that's exactly what he is. I'm not saying that he's not. Of course he is. But he's telling you that he is. So, Do you I, still want to sign him? Do you still want the Yankees to sign him? Yeah, I think that they need to seriously look at it. Yeah, that, 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 it depends that. on what he's asking for. It does, but they should not. What was the contract you gave him in your GM plans? I don't remember what it was. It was, um, I can look it up, but I don't remember exactly what it was. It wasn't small. Yeah, look it up and and if you're if you are, if you would do that deal, say if you would do that deal again today. So I'll run through a, while you're doing that. I'm going to run through a couple of news items that the Yankees have added to their roster. Yeah, believe it or not, the Yankees have added to their roster. Nobody good, so don't get excited. They signed Jules, Julesy, Jules, Julies, Chessin. $800,000 guaranteed plus 200k in incentives. He's a 32-year-old pitcher who has played for seven teams over the past 12 years. In 2017 and 2018, he pitched for the Padres and the Brewers, and he was actually pretty good. 67 game starts, 373 innings. It's very durable. 3.69 ERA, nice. 4.14 FIP, pretty solid. 112 ERA plus, better than league average. Great. If he's going to do that, beautiful signing. But since then, he's been dog poop with the Brewers, Red Sox, and Braves. 27 games, 108 innings, 6.06 ERA, 5.91 FIP, 75 ERA+. Plus. So I don't know. What is this? This is a minor league depth piece for signing that the Yankees made. Like, whatever. Who cares? I have a couple of rotation thoughts that kind of hit me that I don't think anyone has really mentioned. We haven't really mentioned this. Okay. I, I First of all, Shasina, like, to me, is a no-risk... Yeah, depth piece... I, I okay. These pieces are you prepared? They're needed, though they're needed. Are you prepared 
if Devi Garcia and Clark Schmidt are actually pitching well and in the rotation early in the season, are you prepared for the when are they going to shut them down to cap their innings talk? Because that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to be annoying. But Right, so everyone's talking about, oh, we've got Devi Garcia and Clark Schmidt. Those are going to be two great op- rotation options. What happens if they don't let them pitch more than 165 innings? Which is their MO. It's certainly right. their MO. So, so there's even more reason you need to add to the starting rotation because you can't count on Devi and Schmidt to be... And that's not just major league innings, okay? People are like, oh, 165 innings, that's great. No, no, no. That's minors plus majors innings. An inning is an inning. A pitch is a pitch. Look, I, 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 have, I have never said that they should be relying on those guys. They're, they shouldn't. They should not be relying on those guys. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at. I know, but that's, but that's, that's people part of who the, don't think they need to add to this rotation. And that's how. How are they going to add to it? That's that's the thing. Like, how are they going to add to it? It's not in free agency. It's going to be via unless it's Trevor Bauer. But they would have to make a trade or. Or if you're looking at free agency, if that's the way, it's Trevor Bauer. Yep. And, and that's why I Tomoyuki kept going Su- to that. So Tomoyuki Sugano, the Japanese pitcher we talked about, has decided to go back to Japan. I guess he didn't get any real offers from major league teams. And he reportedly will test his free agency value next offseason as well. I think it was just bad timing for him, honestly. Yeah. Um, tr- um, uh, what's his name? Corey Kluber will, will be throwing four teams this week. Um, 20 to 25 pitches, which is, you know, are those wet? Are they moist? Are they dry? Like, we don't know. But it's going to be at the Cressy Sports Performance, so obviously the Yankees will have some inside knowledge there. I think Kluber could still be a rotation addition, but not someone you you can count on for, for a full season. I think it's like total upside move if you sign Corey Kluber. That's the thing. So it's, yeah, you cannot depend on him because he could be gone, uh, you know, he could never start the season. He could be gone midway. He could go the whole season, but that's probably the lowest percentage chance. I mean, there's guys talking about him like, uh, yeah, you're going to get a guy that is maybe a middle of the rotation type player early on, but could be a, you know, the Cy Young guy you see towards the end of the season. So we're, we're acknowledging the fact that he's not going to come into the season fully ready to go. And at this little showcase thing, he's, he's throwing like 80, you know, high 80s at this point. He's not going to show you, do you, he's not going to show you full Full velocity. What, what it's, could he possibly it's February, show you? It's January. You? He's not, he can't do it. So I, if you're signing Corey Kluber, basically all you're looking for is medical reports showing that he doesn't still have damage. And the fact that he can right? just throw a ball 25 times from a mound? No, that doesn't tell but, you but, I mean, that's what he's That's what he's going to be displaying. Not dismaying, to to be clear. Displaying. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I... I'm most worried about this rotation. I know DJ LeMahieu needs to be signed, but if the Yankees do not add to their starting rotation, they're not going to be very good next year. Yeah, I agree. I had Bauer. Something's not sitting right here. I feel like I had more on, but I had him, um, from what I can find, a $25 million AAV and signed one, two, three, four, five, six years. Doesn't even sound right. Um, I feel like I had him more than that, but. So oh, yeah. for that, what? then oh here, yeah, I did. I've one. I had five. I had five for one twenty-five. That's not going to get it. I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, think I mean, who knows? Because this offseason is is weird, and maybe no one offers him contracts. But I I, I think it's going to be over thirty million AAV. So looking at this, uh, what I had on here, I don't think that he would one sign a five-year deal, and certainly I don't think he would sign it for twenty-five million. So I, uh, 
I'm going back on this. I, I think it's going to be a more short-term deal. I think Trevor Bauer is definitely the guy who wants to bet on himself, especially if he's pining for four four days. He's not going to be a guy that's going to sign 25 uh, or five years. He's just not going to be that guy. So I think he's a he's a two-year guy, one-year guy, three-year guy max, but probably a player option. It's going to be incentivized for him to make decisions, I think, on like a third year. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's, speaking of weird incentive uh or not incentives, but uh, options. So the White Sox signed Liam Hendricks to a three-year, $54 million contract. It includes a $15 million club option for 2024 or a $15 million buyout. What? I don't get that. It's giving them flexibility in a, in a way that he's still getting paid. But it's $15 million either way. So I know it would be paid out over a designated period of time, the buyout. So maybe it's structured. So it's like they only have to pay $15 million over the course of like five years or something like that. So that disperses your AAV. But I just never seen anything like that where it doesn't trigger I've never seen anything, anything else. like that. It doesn't. The, the club option doesn't trigger anything else. No, the, if the club wants to pick him up for a fourth year, he makes $15 million. If they don't want to pick him up, they still pay him $15 million. It's just over a designated period of time. Right. We don't know how long that is. It, so, so it's for, it helps I, with luxury tax reasons, but it was a kicker that got him on the, got him signed because they're trying to. Uh, it does not help with luxury tax reasons because he's still guaranteed $54 million and technically his contract is only for on three years. So it's three fifty four over three years is the luxury tax number. No, I'm saying the luxury well, tax number for dollars. the 20, 2024 season. No. Oh, because even if it's spread out, yeah, it's because he's off the books. He's not on the roster anymore. Right. You've already paid it. So this only helps with real dollars to the owner on a per year basis. The buyout, though, you mentioned would be spread out. Right. But that doesn't affect luxury tax. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal. I, unless they're just trying to um, help cash flow, but that's not a lot of money to help cash flow for a major league team. It's just it's just an odd thing. Like you always see. I feel like we're starting to see more and more. Like with the um, the the what did he what did uh, uh, super agent Boris call the the swell pot deals? Oh yeah. You, first of all, you called it wrong. Whatever it was, it was it was something else. I felt like you got honey it. Pot? Huh? <laughs> honey pot, honey pot, a swell pot, but I, I don't. I think it was actually not called that. It was something I thought I looked it up and it was something different. I don't know. Well, it was I've a swell, yeah, to, whatever it was. I've been it known was, to it, to mispronounce words and say it things was his. It was his own little terminology for the type of for the type of uh, deal that he was concocting. I'd be curious what Boris thinks of the Liam Hendricks deal. Um, I think that's going to do it. We 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 uh, there's some more things to talk about. Nothing pressing. We will talk about some mailbag questions next week. So. Keep submitting your mailbag questions. Uh, we got a good review about Raul Abanez, which we'll talk about next week. You know, the incomparable Raul Abanez. I think we'll take a trip down memory lane, maybe next week. Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on? Yeah, there was there was some uh, there was some some language in that review saying that we potentially have uh, have not given him the appropriate love. Do you want to do it now, real quick? I think, and I we, think can, we probably we can should. End. All right. So the review was from uh, Chad J Herbert. And he says, love the pod, but there's not nearly enough talk about the exceptional Raul Abanez. Clean it up, boys. See you at the next event. So our guy Chad is calling us out for not talking about Raul Abanez. Raul, so cool. Epic playoff moment. Yeah. We all remember Raul, the Game so 3. Cool. 2012 LDS Game 3 against Baltimore. The series was tied 1-1. One to one. 
Yankees were in the ninth inning, down to uh, down by a run, and Joe Girardi. I don't think Joe Girardi gets enough credit for this move. Pinch hits for a Rod. Yeah, that is ballsy. That is some cojones. There's no doubt. It was. It was when you're looking at it happening in real time roulette. It was a a, a jaw dropping moment to to say the least. Like to to the. The fact that Girardi did that. And I remember the camera just going to A-Rod. <laughs> oh, yeah. The camera just lived, so, just lived on A-Rod. I wouldn't be surprised I if the camera was this on clip. A-Rod when the home run was hit. I rewatched the clip because I pulled uh, some audio for it, which we'll play at the end of the show. But it was such fake excitement on A-Rod's face when the ball left the park. You could tell he wasn't really happy, but he had to celebrate right. because they tied the game. Yeah. But he's like... I wanted to be the one up there hitting the home run, not Raul Obanez. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I just got pinch hit for. Yeah. So it was very clearly uh, he was not really excited. Fake excitement from A-Rod. But this was also kind of the beginning of the end for A-Rod. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Girardi, Girardi when we look back on Girardi's tenure, I, I think little moments like this are, are, are interesting ones to call out because he definitely bucked trends at, at times and you know was not shy about doing things the according to his binder no matter what that situation was as much as we we hated his binder for the pitching like he saw something there and and just did it and didn't it didn't matter what the name on the jersey was not that there's names on Yankees jerseys it didn't matter so, what the number on their jersey was he just did it this, because he, he felt that it was he the was right obvious- move he was able to do this because of the DH situation. He wouldn't have done this if, if you know, if uh, if Jeter was up because then you can't replace the shortstop. So, so the situation dictated he was allowed to do this. But like, it was a Rod, and he got pinch hit for when a solo home run ties the game. Yeah, one of the best home run hitters of all time got pinch hit for when a solo home run ties the game. It's amazing. It really is. And then and then it worked. It worked. <laughs> and then it worked. The emotions of that are pretty wild. Thinking about, you know, the fact that you're you're putting you're keeping A-Rod staying on the in the dugout. Raul Banyas is coming up and then it works. A-Rod had no chance against Jim Johnson, which you will hear in the clip the announcers talking about. Jim Johnson, he's a right-handed synchro ball pitcher. A-Rod was not going the best A-Rod was going to do is squeak a ground ball through the left side off of Jim Johnson. It was going to be a single. So it was a bad matchup uh, for, for A-Rod. But if it didn't work, if Raul Banyas flies out to the warning murdered. track, Girardi is murdered for that decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it's definitely one of those ones where you look back. You know, that, that's that's an interesting thing right there. It's just calling out these moments that Girardi had, I think, uh, within his tenure. Because I... I, I bet there's a hell of a lot more of them than we than we all remember off the off the cuff, um, but that's that's definitely one of them. And Raul Ibanez is now entrenched in in playoff Yankees history because yeah. of what he did and you know the home runs that he hit. The, yep. the, yeah, because his season was pretty average. 425 plate appearances that season with the Yankees. He hit 240 with a 103 OPS plus and 19 home runs. Nothing special out of Raul Banez except that one night against Baltimore, which ended up being clutch for the series because the Yankees won it in five games. It was a close series. I remember I was in Spain during this series. I was in Spain on work. So I was following these games at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was able to watch like 
bits and pieces because I was I was literally streaming the game on my phone and this was 2012 so like streaming technology was not nearly as good as it is now uh, so I was like getting bits and pieces of this of these games. I was not watching live when Abanias hit the home runs. I was following on my phone when Abanias hit the home runs. So I probably didn't even really know what was happening because it's hard to. Just I feel follow, like we like, were talking. We were we were uh, in in a chat though, or texting or whatever while it was Possibly. happening. Because I remember you you doing this uh, when you were on a trip and trying to stream the game, and you were getting annoyed with like the service or something was happening. I, I vaguely I was in freaking remember this. Barcelona. Like yeah. I was, I, and I think it's plus five hours or plus six hours, and these games were late. So I mean, put possibly I was even waking up to watch these games. I wasn't even staying up. Like I know Barcelona is like a notorious city for for late parties. Yeah, I'm pretty sure had, you were drunk. Yeah, that's probably true. But. I also had like a really busy work schedule that week. Anyway, um, it uh, it was an epic moment. We're gonna we're gonna end the show with the clip. Anything you want to say before we we do that though? Sign DJ. That's it. That's <laughs> I'm gonna end it every single time. Sign DJ Lemayhu. All right. Enjoy this Abanez heroics. We'll talk to you guys next week. Abanez will pinch hit for Rodriguez here in the ninth. You know, I had a, se- a sneaky suspicion the DH role, it might come down to this, especially the last couple of bats that Alex had against Jim Johnson, where didn't seem to have a chance on that sinking. Uh, and that's a tough matchup for any righty. Ibanez takes one ball and no strikes. You saw the power numbers. He's got 19 home runs. Last week of the season, he hit a two-run shot to tie a game which the Yankees won an extra innings. And that ball is driven to right, and we are tied. This is a sinker that is right down the middle, and his swing's almost tailor-made for a ball up over the plate, uppercut swing. He just sits back, and this is the first time the crowd has had a chance to erupt. Raul Abanez has sent him into a frenzy here at Yankee Stadium. 2-2. Left-handers hitting 170 or below off of him since being in the bullpen. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. 
Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.